and welcome back to the World Journeys Podcast, Series 2, Episode 3. Uh, and I am extremely delighted to be joined today uh, by Michael Daver. And welcome to the podcast, Michael. Hello, Andrew. Thank you for having me. It's it's my absolute pleasure. Now, um, I should uh, explain to the audience why I have invited you onto the podcast, uh, as I generally try to you can do explain each to me week. While you're out too, I could explain just, to you. Uh, I'm just kidding. You know, there's many ways to travel. So we've got train, you've got plane, got car, bus. We should have a we should have a whole podcast about bus. On trip. Greyhound bus trips, I used to catch a Greyhound bus from Melbourne to Brisbane every school holidays oh. during the eighties. Uh, and by yeah. the time you got to Brisbane, it was time to hop oh, on a bus and boy. go home. Oh boy, those were the days. Where but, back when airline travel was ill affordable. Well, well, that's true. Now with all the budget airlines, yeah. it's um, cheaper. It was you know, it was like beyond $500 in those days, which would, with the, you know, 20 years ago, it was 30 years ago, it was like 1000 bucks. But Michael, you, you spent a, a fair bit of time, or at least a couple of years, I understand, um, with a job that, that some people might say was a bit of a dream job, working on cruise ships. On a cruise ship, yeah, I worked on a couple of cruise ships, yes. Um, Can you tell us, you know, how, A, how you got the job and 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 be is that a uh, dream job do people say it's a dream job i should i should put it on my resume then. well maybe it's not a dream job but to me that sounds no, like, no 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 i mean obviously i wouldn't think being a janitor i'm not very good at interviews so i never i never kind of know how to sell myself with the jobs i never put it on a resume or anything like that i'd leave it off well i just think it'd be something like yeah, no, that'd be really something enjoyable it's a good way to travel it's a good way to travel cheaply to work on it like, if you want to go on a working holiday, it's a great way to do it. So what did you do on the boats? I was hosting shows. So I was kind of like the cruise director type. I was, there was a cruise director and then he had a, a team of a couple of hosts. And we would host the shows and activities and, and facilitate and imp- do a lot of improvisation. Um, in fact, more, it was nothing really scripted at all. Um, we had a structure of things we did on stage and we knew what we were going to be doing, but most of it was... Most of it was improvised. So, um, yeah, and it's basically just making sure the guests have a good time. And, uh, um, yeah, so we had kind of free reign on the ship. So it's kind of the cushiest job on board a ship, but not necessarily the best paid. <laughs> As I say, it was a working holiday. But preferable to the janitor. Yeah, well, there's, 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 a, there's a tier. It's very much a hierarchical system on ships. There's, at, at, the, at the bottom, uh, there's the crew, which are... Uh, are not allowed above deck generally um, in their own time. They're usually the waiters, the the cabin stewards, uh, the cleaners, as you say, all those sort of positions. And then there's the staff who are allowed to go up on deck in their own time and and all this sort of stuff. And uh, there's usually the gift shop, uh, the entertainment department, which was my department. The uh, the the purses, uh, like the the you know information desk. Um, people and um, who else fits in staff uh, the photography department all those sort of roles and then there's the officers and they all wear white and epaulettes and, and they've got the ranking thing and on the cruise line I work for they were mostly Italian um, the reason being is because when the, the ships were starting up they were all being built out of Italy most of them out of Italy and being trained out of Italy and recruited out of Italy, and for consistency sakes, they just employ Italians um, for the bridge because everyone kind of needs to be speaking the same language on on the bridge. So that's kind of the reason. So it's kind of stuck. That's why most of them are are Italian. 
But um, yeah, so I got to go up to the bridge once because it was all, it was not it was a bit of a just post 9/11 world. So we just had 9/11, so everyone was a bit twitchy, and so um, got to go up to the bridge once. So not you know only up there on if, if you absolutely had to be there. So I got to go up there once doing the countdown for New Year's Eve, <laughs> and that was ship wide. It was very exciting. I'm digressing. Wow. How long did you work on on cruise ships? Oh, on on and off about two years. Sort of did a couple of contracts and sort of came home for a bit, had to do some stuff and then went back and then I went and lived in the UK for a bit. Did, did you find the people that you were working with, uh, you know, the crew in general, um, plus your entertainment department and so forth, did you find that, that they were multinational? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, we're out of America, um, but the minority on board in the crew were Americans. Um, most people were from, um, the, 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 most of the crew were, um, from the Philippines or Romania, um, Eastern or, you know, Eastern European countries. Um, uh, yeah. And then the staff were a lot of Canadians and Australians and Brits. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's kind of like, so it's, it's, you know, depending what the, um, where the recruitment took place and, and whatever. So the employment though was was via America, and you needed did you need you needed an American American working visa? Yeah, I, got a, I needed a C one D Siemens visa. That's right, you heard it, a Siemens visa. Um, so it's it's not the best pickup line, doesn't work. But you know, hi, I've got a Siemens visa, but it doesn't really bang bang boom. Um, no, in all, uh, but yeah, so you need that, and that just means you can only work in international waters. Um, so oh, once, okay. once you're on, once you're, once you're docked, you're, you know, you're not working. So if you're docked in the US, you're... you're even in the US, yeah. You so can't, uh, you can't... You're you can't, officially not You working. can't turn on the microphone. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's within reason. You can't go on land and work. Fantastic. So let's, what's, uh, how did you get the job in the first place? Was um, it an audition? My cousin, my, it was the easiest job I've ever got. Um, I, I, I literally, at one point in my life when I was down and out and had trouble looking for work... Um, I went to apply for a job at a car park and I was told I was unsuitable. Um, and yet I was able to get a job on a cruise ship through a 20 minute conversation on the phone in the middle of the night. Um, I had no money at that, at that point in my life. I was desperate to get out of where I, where I was and um, I had $200 in my wallet and my cousin who used to be a dancer put me in touch with the recruitment guy in Miami. And so he, you know, we rang at midnight, you know, their time, uh, this midnight our time. Um, and uh, I was on the phone for 20 minutes. He said, great, we'll send you your ticket and uh, we'll put you on this ship as of this date and we'll send you the paperwork and that was it. So it was really, it was really cool because I, I got to go back into Centrelink at, at that point and say, um, yeah, no, I've got a job, it's all right. Where is it? Um, the Caribbean. <laughs> not, not, not to be, not to be, you know, spiteful about these things, but so, it was empowering to just say, look, I don't need you anymore. Thank you. So Bye. were all your, were all your um, deployments to the Caribbean, were they? Uh, I don't know if deployment's it, the right word. Deployment, no, it was, it was, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was deployments. M, your, your job was MC and officer first rank, uh, first uh, over, yeah, the tra- over the trench. I don't think you can compare it to the military. It's kind of a bit cushy, you know. We had piano bars, let's be honest. I don't have that. Uh, I've, I've seen uh, World War Two moves. They didn't have a piano bar. They didn't. <laughs> They didn't have, uh, you know, bingo in the in the in the lounge. Really, you, you, people were spending all their money to go on a, they, on a the Americans luxurious are, the Americans are obsessed with bingo. bingo. They are obsessed with bingo. They are obsessed with it. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, was there serious money on offer, or was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they, um, they, 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 because I, you know, in Australia, it's bingo's like <laughs> bingo. Pff, really, you know, it's not really taken that seriously. Got on the um, ship, and I said, oh, <laughs> now it's time for bingo," and I wasn't taking it seriously at all. And there was these stern faces in the audience. I thought, "Shit." I, I, look, I literally said to the audience, you take this quite seriously, don't you? <laughs> okay, fine, well, let's step it up a bit. Um, so, yeah, no, they love it. They'll spend an hour in there doing their bingo. There's the, you know, the Hudson River might be going past or the beautiful Caribbean Sea, but no, 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 we're going to go inside and, and play bingo. That's much more appealing. Wow, yeah. that's, that's yeah. not what I had expected. Yeah, mm. it's, it's, yeah it's... So... Back to the former question. Sorry. What, uh, so, sort of, what, 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 what routes did you ply? Okay. Um, Where did you go? We went from initially. I went from New York to the uh, where was it? Western Caribbean. Um, sorry, I beg your pardon. Eastern Caribbean, and I went um, so Puerto, Puerto Rico, San Juan. We docked in San Juan, and then we would go to Saint Thomas, the, which is American. Virgin Islands, US Virgin Islands, and then to Tortola, which is British Virgin Islands. And um, then we, later on, we moved to the Western Caribbean and did uh, Belize, where I, where I lost my appendix. Um, we did Costa Rica, Panama. Well, the book would have been less heavy. Uh, that's right, that's right. Boom, boom. I don't feel so bad about my crappy jokes now. Um, and we then we do Barbados and St. Martin, which is Dutch and French. One half is Dutch, one half is so French. So St. Martin or Saint Martin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and what was the other place we went to? What was the other one? Barbados, St. Martin. See, for me, this is very interesting because this is, this is a part of the world that I've never actually been. The Caribbean's amazing. It's, I mean, you know, as Australians, we're, especially up north, uh, you know, we're pretty spoiled by beaches. So, I mean, you're not going to see anything geographically hugely. I mean, the vegetation is obviously very different. Um, you know, it's 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 a beautiful beaches and things like that. But the the thing that to go is the culture and the you know the. Is it a little bit laid back? It is a bit in some ways and some ways not. It's sort of you know it's quite bustly. It's it's busy. It's not like the South Pacific where you know that's a bit more laid back and a bit more relaxed. The Caribbean, I was surprised at how busy it was and how. Certain islands were quite, you know, quite metropolis, some of them, you know, almost, almost. But, uh, yeah, lots of traffic and lots of, you know. Well, of course, Puerto Rico's. Well, well Puerto Rico is huge, yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, um, but it's, it's. Um, what, what was the question? Where, where was I? I'm just meandering now. Uh, well, I, we were just asking about all the places that, yeah. you, that, that, that you'd visited. So, yeah, there's, I'm sure there's somewhere else I'm forgetting. Oh, and, um, yeah, um, we also, later on, I was out of L.A. and we did um, Mexico, so Cabo San Lucas and Mazatlan and Puerto Vallarta. Cancun? Uh, not Cancun. That's No, that's the Caribbean side. Didn't go there, which I'm not that disappointed about, really, because it's a bit, you know, spring break. Oh, it's very spring break. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. That didn't really appeal to me. Puerto, the, the, the Pacific side was great, though. Uh, Puerto Vallarta is amazing. Great restaurants. Great restaurants. I mean, to be able to just go in and have, you know, like here in Australia, it's you get a complimentary glass of water. There, it's here's your complimentary shot of tequila and your bowl of guacamole and chips. Now, what would you like to order? You know, it's, it's, Did you ever just say, I'm, I'm fine with this, thanks, <laughs> just give me more. I just go hop from place to place. But it's great, I love it. And the people are just fantastic. Um, you know, it's not the safest place in the world to travel on your own, and I don't know whether I would 
do it on my own around Mexico, especially after recent events too. Um, but you know, if you pick your areas, it's um, like anywhere. I mean, everywhere's everywhere's dangerous. Parts of Melbourne, I wouldn't go anywhere near. Um, you know, well, you by Morris, for example. Oh, it's 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 full of uh, it's, it's, of of, of it's, evil it's, doers yeah, and yeah, good yeah. nicks. Yeah, I might get knocked over by a Lexus. <sighs> There's a very big chance. Of that. <laughs> it's just. It's the most common form of death in Bombay. That's right. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. It's a great itinerary. I was, I was lucky, and got you know, LA and New York, and later on we were in Miami. And when we relocated from New York to Miami, uh, I remember it was Halloween, and we had three days at sea between New York and Miami, and there were no guests, so we relocated, and it was just the crew, and it was mental. It was great. It was so good. What exactly was it? It was fun. It was great. It was just, we just kind of had free reign on the ship and we just, everyone. And we just, it was a crew, for, you know, the, the ship's capacity, including crew, was three and a half thousand people. So two and a half thousand people weren't on board. So it was quite, you know. So there's a, there's a thousand, basically, thousand, yeah, a thousand crew on my ship. I, mine was uh, 86,000 ton vessel and it was about a thousand feet long. And that's a medium-sized ship. <laughs> so that's not even one of the big ones. And they're, of course, getting bigger every year. You know. How do they recruit? Um, well, they have agents in different ports, uh, largely. The way I did it was a little sort of in the back door. I kind of, Not in the back door, it was but via I, a friend. I kind of just got ranked, went straight to the guy and said, hey, listen, it was all networking, which is, you but, know, I, mean, I didn't apply for I mean, just for, I know, cleaning, you know, cabin staff, whatever. Yeah, usually like, port I mean, agents and things like that. So, I mean, obviously, well, they would have an agent, say, for example, in Bucharest, would they? That's yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess that's because possibly they could get away with... Paying them less, I don't know. That's from, the thing. I, from poorer economies. Yeah, and I don't know what the figures are, but, you know, that was certainly something, you know, I mean, I met, I met some people from Belarus and, and uh, Bosnia who were, you know, doctors and lawyers, but they made, wow. more, they, more, they made more money. They may actually, no, maybe I'm getting that wrong. May, may not have been those countries, but um, some countries, and I, I'm trying to think now. No, I, I might be mixing my, the countries up there that... But um, certainly people from that department from those countries. But um, some, some definitely met some waiters um, who were doctors and lawyers back home. I can't remember the countries they were from. But, um, but they made more money working on the ship, serving tables. So, you know, I mean, good on them. Well, tips, of course. I mean, the tips, it, that's the thing. Most of the customers sound like that's, they were Americans. So. They, well, they were, yeah. All the, um, and and that, they and made a lot of money out of tips. The tipping culture is... They made it, yeah. That's what they do. So... so yeah, but um, but I did feel for some of them, you know. As I say, you know, there was one particular girl from Bosnia who I th I'm, I'm recalling, I'm thinking about. It's funny because I don't. Th it's funny when you know, it's when you, only when you talk about it you remember it. But um, and she'd been through the war and all this sort of stuff, and she's having to take crap from these guests. And you just, you just, I don't know. I just, you feel conflicted. You just think, oh, what, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. It's maybe I don't know what that, what that feeling is. But I, you know. Well, I imagine that, yeah. It's, there's there's it's, always, it doesn't matter where you go, you, you know, if you're in a hotel why, why or a hostel. Why should you have to put up with this? You, you, I mean, even in a hostel, you will always meet the occasional guest at a hostel who thinks they're entitled to treat people like shit. Yeah. Because what exactly they want, uh, you know, isn't available, whether that That's it. be... And, it's, you know, there's obviously things you, you pay for on an experience like that and you expect things to be clean and done and all that sort of stuff. 
but there's some things that you just go, you know what, it's just, it'll happen when it happens or whatever. And you just, I just used to see some of the, the way that certain staff, the, the, the very parochial sort of attitudes towards the staff and oh, they're from a foreign country. So, you know, we can treat them a certain way. And it's like these people have been, some of these, as I say, some of this particular girl I'm thinking of, you know, through Bosnian war and, you know, they've seen things, they, they have a life. They are human beings and treat them with a bit of respect. Um, not just the hired help, just because I've paid for my cruise. You have paid for your cruise and you're entitled to the service you've paid for, but these are human beings. There was a lot of stuff that I'd see that I just would... But regardless of, you know, regardless of the situation, if, if it's something that's not directly someone's fault... That's it. Um, you know, or if they've just, you know, everyone makes mistakes if it's just an honest mistake there's no reason for anybody to dig into people but that's what you see yeah you know in the hospitality field there's always someone doesn't matter it's even a restaurant you know it's never yeah never happy and and the training standards were pretty high i mean these the all the staff on board are pretty pretty good i used to work in a pizza shop and uh, i remember one customer once he wanted to souffle yeah and i'd never made a souffle in my life and we didn't have souffles on the menu yeah, and he, he, he thought it was on one and on and on and on about. Yeah, you've made your point. <laughs> Can we move on now? Yeah, not so. you. I'm talking about your customer. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, yeah. So I don't know. Why I was meandering a bit there, but um, it, it was great to work with those people um, and have such. A, it was. It, it's. It's funny though. It's such an. Such a multicultural crew, and I never saw any disagreements. Like I saw. Obviously, disagreements, but I'm lying. They would never saw any like real fighting going on. You know, so everyone got on. Like, you know, the only the only hostility was just the usual. Oh, well, such and such is annoying me today. You know, that kind of thing. But nothing culturally yeah. conflicting going on. It was all just you know, yeah, let's all have a drink. We're all from like you'd be sitting in a group in the crew bar, and literally every single person in the group of ten or whatever is from a different country. But nobody, you actually had to think about that fact before it registered. Does that make sense? Yeah. It wasn't like, the, the barriers are just, just gone. Like, yeah, okay, they're, they, they're from what department, not from what country. It's, it's you know, it was, it was great. It was great. And you kind of just, you know, and I, it, it was, that's what I really, that's the thing I enjoyed the most. You say the that's the best thing about working on a cruise ship? Yeah, the camaraderie with the different crew from different cultures. Well, that's wonderful because you just answered that question. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that was your next question. Wasn't it? What was your favourite port? Your absolute favourite port? Absolute favourite? Mexico. Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Absolutely Mexico. Is that a certain port in Mexico? Or probably, just... If I was to pick, probably Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Um, I mean, the home ports of, you know, New York was pretty full on. Um, but in terms of destinations, yeah, Mexico was, was took some beating. I mean, Belize was beautiful. The Mayan ruins were great. Um, so you did get the opportunity to explore oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, absolutely and in fact my job I had to go on various tours to test them out because we'd be bigging them up to the crew Um, listen I'm using my Caribbean vernacular bigging up big up I used to hear that a lot big up hey people I shouldn't do the accent what does that actually mean Uh, it's just like I don't know it's just like the content hey how you doing you know anyway so it just became, but um, I'm, I'm waffling. Um, what was the question? Favourite port. Favourite port, yeah. Um, but you sort of answered it. So. Yeah, yeah, but um, you, Central America was good. But um, they were all, I've heard they're good all, they're all different. I've 
Okay, Belize good. is beautiful. And I believe in, in that area also, Nicaragua is, is, yeah, is actually stunning, really starting I've to become very, very popular. Yeah, Guatemala. Um, yeah, we could see Guatemala. I was on the border of Guatemala. I could see it, but didn't actually get there. We're on the top we just of. had to stick a toe over there. Well, we, just, we went up to a Mayan ruin because we were on a tour, so we had to get back to the ship and all that sort of stuff. That was the trouble. You know, you go out for a day and you've got to get back back on board time. I, I saw Afghanistan once. I was wow. about a kilometre away from it in the Kuiper Pass. Oh, wow. But what, what year was that? 2004. Yeah, right. It was a very interesting year because um, at that stage, um, for all warning purposes, you could say that the war in Afghanistan, this was at the point where America thought that it was pretty much over and that everything was going to be, <laughs> everything was going to be smooth really, sailing yeah, of course, in yeah, Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, and, and we went through Peshawar. That, that old thing, that'll blow over. That we went through Peshawar, well, I, was, I was stayed in Peshawar, which is where all the Afghan refugees were living. Like, mm. I don't know, there was like a million wow. Afghan refugees in this town, which was about 60 or 70k from the border. Mm. And, you know, the border was at the, the Khyber Pass, and you, you went down the road, and we went about 60k down the road. And I was told reliably that just over there was Afghanistan. Wow. At some point, some point in the valley was the was the border and then could you see like all the mountains and well we're in the mountains we're yeah. in the same range of mountains we're just about oh, right, yeah. outside so six six or one half a dozen the yeah, other. Yeah. but um all the refugee camps were now just empty so it was just sort of all this vast space wow and that was but of course you know i believe at some point they all started coming back again mm. when you know things kicked off again because they you know they had a they had a relatively peaceful few years in there and then and then I guess the Taliban and the different groups were slowly building mm. up to begin again, and and you know now it's. Mm. I mean, certainly it's certainly far less safe than it was mm. before America went in there. So. Mm. Not that that was a goal. Mm, no, no, no we get very just, political. Here. No, I was just going to say. I mean, it's compared to cruise ships. It's, uh, I mean, compared to what, what you're describing, cruise ships sound quite. Um, <laughs> Pathetic. Yeah, there was, there was, there was, <laughs> to be there, honest, there was nothing. I mean, I wouldn't go there today. Yeah, I wouldn't go there today. Um, no, no, no. Just the contrast of tone, you know. Mm. I can uh, war torn Afghanistan and deck eleven looking over the Caribbean. It's a little bit deck eleven. It makes it look yeah. a bit um, sounds horrible, ridiculous. No, no. But what I'm saying is, you, you, you know, hearing about those sort of places, the places you're talking about, just puts it into perspective that it's just the cruise ship thing's just a fake environment. At the end of the day. Oh, it is in some ways, but you know you still overindulged environment. <laughs> you got a you got a you got a good chance to to sample a whole bunch of countries, you know, and presumably you had comfortable quarters and yeah, we we, we it was it was basic. It was it was it was dorm style. Was the remuneration adequate? No, look, I managed to buy a computer at the end of my contract and you know save a bit of money and but I didn't go for the money. I went for the experience. I went for the. So speaking of experiences, have you, have you got any amusing stories to tell? I've got, I've probably got plenty. Um, I, I don't know how I can. How about two? Can I, can I, can I, are they clean? That's the question I've got. We had a, um, the, 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 my very last cruise on one ship was a nude cruise. I just a, raised my eyebrows. There was a slight pause there. Um, and it was, and again, compared to the mountains of Afghanistan, it sounds quite Ridiculous to talk about, but um, 
Yeah, yeah, it was an crew. So sometimes different groups charter the ship. We might have a bluegrass group or something, one cruise that might charter a certain amount of cabins. Or we had a Sammy Hagar cruise where Sammy Hagar would come on from Van Halen and have his fans and they'd all go to Mexico to his bar and all this sort of stuff and they'd take up, you know. Was there a Doctor Who cruise? They, they, they do have Doctor Who cruises. I didn't get to go on one, unfortunately. I've heard of one. I didn't know they'd done multiple. They do them quite, they used to do them quite, I think they've finished up now. Sci-fi. I think the Star Trek one is really popular though. Sci-Fi at Sea or something. I think they say so they do, I think it's the wow. same group. Um, I was talking to Sophie Aldred who played Ace in Doctor Who and uh, she had, she was on one at the time, had been on one when I met her, and wow. she was very interested in because we got, just got talking about it. And she was well, what a what a strange concept, for, you know, a I, science fiction me. cruise. So well, you do feel like you're on, you do feel like you're on the Enterprise though, because it's walking around. And you're like, you know, take you get in the elevator and you push it, deck six, you know, up you go. It, it does feel a little Star Trek. Wow, you know, I know the Star Trek ones have been have actually proven really popular, and it's just. But I mean, it's a matter. Do they really sort of, you know, you, you're not really there for the travel aspect of it at all. You're there if, to, if you're there on a science fiction cruise, you're you're there to have drinks with John Luke Picard. Or yeah, the, but it's 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 it'd be cool to do a science fiction, a Star Trek one, I think, because then you could say to John Luke Picard, "I'll meet you on deck six. I'll meet you on the bridge." And he could say, "Shut up, Wesley." And he could say, "On the holodeck." That's the gym. There's the spa. Where's the holodeck? Um, Sounds like the whole cruise would be on the holodeck. That's it. Um, but yeah, so um, the new cruise was, um, so they chartered, this nudist group chartered the entire ship, the entire ship. And we had this training session and was to, we were told, treat it like any other cruise, just, just treat it like any other guest. Did they suggest for, did they decide for, you know, so that you could all blend in yep. and you didn't the, stand the, out? That we should be naked. Should be naked no, too. they said that we're not, no, 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 we are not to be, we are all to be fully clothed and we just treat, treat them like every other guest treat it like any other cruise. Well, that's fine if you work in the gift shop or if you work uh, at the spa or if you work, but if you're entertaining them and you're on stage, you've got to kind of, and, if, and if, it's, if it's an interactive improvisational kind of context, you've got to kind of react to what's happening in the audience. So, but we've got well, this fresh training of just treat it like any other cruise. So we get out in the first night in the welcome aboard show and it's good evening, welcome aboard, yada, yada, yada. Everyone's naked. The whole audience is now that whole thing of just picture your audience naked. I've done it. I've seen it. It doesn't relax you any more than it actually makes you more anxious. Um, so there was this weird kind of energy of they know that we're thinking that they're thinking that we're thinking kind of thing going on. And it just felt weird up on stage. It just, there was an awkwardness. There's still, you know what I mean? You know, when you, oh, yeah. you've done improv, you know, you've done plenty Did of Did you improv. actually bring people from the audience to yeah, yeah, to we had, we, yeah, we had you know, up on the stage? We did the Welcome Aboard show, like we did every show. We'd bring them up, we'd do a game, we'd get to know them all, all that sort of stuff, bring someone up from the audience, not acknowledging the fact that they were naked. How many naked people were on that ship? Was it the Two full? and a half thousand. You had a full two and a yeah. half thousand on yeah, the ship? Yeah, yeah, and wow. the theatre is 1,500 people and it was full. So this was huge. And they're all naked and so and we were all in suits and all this and I said to my boss afterwards I said we've just got to ignore what the office says to be blunt I said we've got to we've got to we can't just treat this like any other cruise so the next night we went out and I remember going out in my same suit you know tie shirt um shoes all polished up and you were still wearing clothes yeah the full suit but no trousers so I just had my underwear on, but everything else was suited up. But oh. I didn't acknowledge that I had no trousers. So I went out and I said, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we've got this. And they went ballistic because we they were like, they were comfortable because now we were 
playing with them rather than talking at them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. For we sure. were like, okay, we're in on the gag too now. We'll, we'll play along. We'll play your game. So um, it kind of degenerated from there until the last night of the cruise where we had the, the, the guest talent show where guests line up, uh, sign up to do a, a song or whatever they want to do. And we had a 10-piece orchestra uh, on stage. Oh, wow. And when I say 10-piece, I mean instruments. Musical instruments. But there was just one person playing them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We had we had uh, the, the, all the guys there. And anyway, after each act, the band would take an item of clothing off and throw it onto the stage. And by the end of it, I didn't... I got down to my underwear. But um, the, the band got completely naked by the end of the cruise. So they're up there and they were just... And I have the footage. I have the footage and it, it will never see the light of day. I was going to say, can, I, can, I, can I put it on the blog no, just, to, no, just to help no, them? I would have, because I'd, interesting you I'd be getting that. emails from all over the world saying, because, you bastard, we're, you know. You know, three quarters of I'm our still in touch with some of the people in it. Three quarters of our listenership do, does prefer to listen to the podcast naked. Well, so. that's the way we're doing it naked. So that, well, we are, that, yes. That's, that's, I'm very impressed. That's by helpful, that. yeah. The seat's a bit uncomfortable. I'm sorry about the spikes. Yeah. 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 So any other? That's one story? That's That was Have pretty you? horrid, yeah. Another funny story? Did you say? Funny, funny, funny. Funny story. Um, I, t- I found some of the guests' reactions to the fact that they booked a cruise... Like they, they would, like I wondered what they were expecting. Sometimes this, I remember one lady. We came out of New York, and I, it was the captain's cocktail party, and we were introducing her to the captain, and and like, as we did with everyone, and and she says, turns to her husband, says, "Golda, why is it moving so much?" And I just turned to her, I said, "We're floating." <laughs> oh, it's too much. Why is it moving? And just, just some of the like. You, you you did get some funny questions like you know where's the elevator to the front of the ship and, and you know if when I go to the photo gallery how do I know which photo is mine you know these are real questions that would be asked and you know do, does the ship generate its own power to which we would say no we have an extension lead that runs all the way back to Miami I mean you know you just, well that would have been wow that's a long extension lead yeah exactly how did you waterproof it is that well you know just yeah, that sounds very dangerous. Yeah. But no. Did you but, have someone at the other end in case it came out of the socket? And you had yeah, that? we had to get a double adapter and plug it in because someone else was doing the ironing. Should have thought of batteries or something. I know. Yeah. Possibly moving through the, the water might actually yeah. generate. Mm. So, so talking about people, um, any any famous people? Any famous people? No. Um, Is that a flat no? Have I just we had some celebrities that were American televisions, but I didn't know who they were. Like, you know what I mean? Like new news people or or just, you know, like not international. So I didn't know who they were. They're like, oh, it's such and such from such and such. Never heard of them. Um, we did, no, we didn't have, didn't really have Sammy Hager. Does he count? See, I don't know who Sammy Hager is. Van Halen. Oh, sorry, you yeah, should explain that's, that. That's, 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 no, no famous people that I know of. I'm sure famous people. Sorry, I should have worked that out. I should have jumped them, to that conclusion. No, but I didn't, that was I didn't personally meet any famous people. Van Halen joke there. Oh, that was very subtle. That was, that was very subtle. That was very that was below the radar. Um, yeah, so, but it, it's cool. I mean, if it's something that if, 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 if you know, people want a working holiday, especially younger people. I mean, it's, it's funny you should say that basically you didn't have any celebrities because, you know, 
I've seen the Love Boat, and every week yeah, they yeah, seem yeah, to have more celebrities coming on. The um, Love Boat, yeah. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of guest crew relations going on in the in the Love Boat, which is actually not allowed. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, oh. but it's not allowed. It's, it's, that's a that's an instant dismissal. You get what's called if you're found. Let's be honest. Let's just call it what it is. If you're found shagging a get shagging a guest, you get what you get what's called the six o'clock knock, which is six o'clock on a port day. Pack your bags. You're being escorted to the airport. Well, they don't tell you that in advance. No. What if you're three days from a port? No, no. In the in the next home port, like in, when you're in port, they they knock on the door in, the day of. So they don't give you any warning, is no. what I'm saying. What no. if you've been caught three days earlier? Well, they they they. You just keep doing your job for three that's days. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Ah. And then you get the six. How, well, how often? How frequent was that? Um, it happened a couple of times. Yeah. They happened to me. If that's what you're inferring. No, no, um, not at all. But um, uh, yeah. So, but um, most of the relations that we heard of were crew to crew. <laughs> so yeah. But you know, you're you're out there for six months. So you're out there for six months. What happens at sea stays at sea. So yeah. But so look, it's it's no happy endings, no marriages, no romances. Oh yeah, plenty of I know plenty oh. of people who who are to this day married. Um, from they met on ships. Um, a very good friend of mine actually met his wife. Uh, I was we went I was with him when he met her and they're, they're happily married with two kids and. Uh, did you, did you find the crew on ships were like? Um, they would, you know, were there, like, you, you talk yourself, you, you did a number of cruises, but you, you kept it to about two years. Is that sort of common, that people just do a, do a few cruises? And yeah, after all the while. not a lot of... Well, we do six-month contracts, six- or seven-month contracts, and, um, you know, you can, you, you can go for 10 years and get the gold watch and big payout and all that sort of stuff, but I think, personally, I just didn't feel... I mean, I was a bit older. I didn't, you know, I wasn't... If I'd, if I'd been, like, you know, 19 or something like that, maybe... That could have been an option, but I just, um, yeah, some people do it. Some people do it with 10 years and some it's people... It's not common though, I'm guessing. Uh, it's, it's fairly common. Um, you know, um, something they then move on, work in the office or whatever in Miami or... Uh, but some people, the downside of it, some people become a bit institutionalised and then they, they don't know how to adapt. It's a bit land. of an artificial environment. Yeah, they don't know how to adapt to land and, and, and some of them, and they, they, they just... Yeah, yeah. Some people just they either go back to ships or, or whatever. So I, I didn't want to enter that kind of level of. You didn't want to be typecast. <laughs> you didn't want to be typecast. No. Um, yeah, I just didn't want. I just didn't want to get stuck um, out there. I just thought, you know, look, if I, what do I do? Do I keep going? Or but I had other things I wanted to do. Would you ever consider doing it again? No. As no, a one-off or no, something? No, no, no. Not, 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 not now. And uh, recently, I believe you found. I do it as a fly-on entertainer. Like they have fly comedians that fly on and off. What uh, helicopters? Yeah, no, no. They meet in a in a port. Like they'll do a they'll do a couple of days and then they'll get off at the next port and fly home. And then they might come back in a couple of months or something like that. I'd do that, but I wouldn't live aboard for six months. You know, I couldn't do that. Too old. Not even I more. like my cat too much. What, what was the average? Uh, what was the average sort of length of a cruise that? Uh, it varied from itinerary to itinerary. Ours was about eight days. But some ships did 12 days cruise. I mean, you get other ships, other companies that would, you know, do it around the world. And you, you know, you pick up whichever bit you want to pick up. But ours were just sort of in and out, of, you know, every eight days. And, and what around. sort of break did you get between? between? None. No, we'd come in in the morning, uh, disembark everyone, 
and while that's happening downstairs, everything's being ready for the next cruise. So, and, so it's starting the same there's day. An, there's another, cr- yep. There's another line of people waiting to come on, and so awful. people are de are leaving the. Did you use the word deboard at all? De debark. 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 Disembark. It's this new word that I've noticed has has, has crept onto airlines. All oh, right, deboard. We're ready to deboard. Yeah. I was just de-board. like, who who would invent? Oh, I mean, I know yeah. disembark. Would I would have thought is disembark. The, or just exit. leave the aircraft, exit, exit the aircraft. We're about to exit. Yeah. Get, the f- get off. Yeah, get <laughs> or leave. We're about to... I think exit is a better word. But disembark yeah, no, no, de- I, I In my earlier trip this year where I was in Thailand, Myanmar, I, don't, I can't remember which airline it was, possibly AirAsia, they yeah. were using the words de-board. de-board. Oh, dear. No, we, we'd say debark, but that was sort of an abbreviation of disembark and embark. So it's not an abbreviation of disembowel. No, 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 no. no. Um, so yeah, so they just turned around and, and we're out again the next day. Uh, that sorry, that same day. So that night, the, that night we're off. We're doing another welcome aboard show with a whole, but and we've got to keep the same energy up for six months. Six months. But you, you must get a break at some point during those six months. Oh, I mean, you get port days off. You go off and do something and hang out. And but not it. between cruises. No, 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 no. Because wow. it costs so much to dock a ship, keep a ship in port. Yeah, it, yeah it's no, just, it's just, it's just, they just, and that's why I mean, some of the, some of the islands. They're really close, but they'll just go around in circles because it's cheaper to use the fuel than to dock. Wow. So, yeah, so it's, it's all that sort of stuff. And it's great. And it plays like the Caribbean at night, and, you know, speaking of those islands, you know, you, you'll see them part, at night, you see the lights from different islands passing. And it's, it's, a, it's a, I mean, my favorite part on the ship was literally up the very bow. We had the crew deck, and I would go up the very bow with my, my CD discman. That shows you how long ago it was. And just listen to music and just look at the night sky. That was that for me. Was that was my little happy place. That was where I chilled out because I, I'm even though I was performing and doing you know light entertainment on the ship, I'm a bit of an introvert and I like my own kind of. I recharge by myself. So oh, I think I think with that sort of job, you sort of become an you introvert. Need to. You really need your own space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It can take so much out of you. Yeah. Um. So. Favorite experience, favorite, your favorite thing that happened to you, most memorable. Most memorable, most memorable. There's there's so many. Um, I mean, the nude cruise was pretty memorable. Um, I think the friend. I know this sounds cheesy and cliche, but the friendships made. Uh, hanging out in the crew bar, going off on a you know out the, for the day in Mexico with some friends. You know, we go. What are we? What are you doing today? Let's go to such and such a beach. Let's go on such and such a tour. Um, and go great. We're in Mexico for the day. Tomorrow we're going to be in another part of Mexico. You know, but we, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to work out how to get there. You just hop back in your ship. I mean, it's a bit like the TARDIS. You open, the, you turn on the telly in the morning and see what the weather's like. You know, it's like, where are we? Oh, okay. You know, it was kind of cool. So yeah, just ha- just making connections with with the other crew. That was that's the, that's the most probably the most most enjoyable thing. One final question, cruise related. Uh, well, this might be a yes or no, which might make it very, very boring if the answer is no. Um, any sort of uh, emergencies or uh, dangerous situations? Yeah. Um, yeah, things happen at sea. And it, you, I mean, you do get in the media, there's a bit of a, you do get the odd article going, oh, things happen, especially in America, you get it because it's such a huge industry over there. Oh, cruise lines, things happen at sea and things happen, things happen everywhere where there's people. Does it, you know what I mean? Like it's, of course things happen. 
people do get hurt or people do fall overboard, um, mostly because they're drunk. Um, some of them go overboard because they're suiciding and some of them actually book a cruise to suicide. I mean, it wasn't something that happened all the time, but I've heard... You wouldn't want to do it on the first day, would you? No, you no. You spend all that money on the cruise, you want to get your money worth doing the last But it's, you know, it didn't happen on, that I knew of on mine, but I'd heard of it happening the other day, but they would book a cruise to go... To, that was it. That's the end of our thing. So, you know, things happen, and people, you know, again, didn't happen on mine that I heard of, but I heard of, you know, other ships around different companies or whatever. And, yeah, people would, you know, things would happen, and, and people... You know, things get out of hand or whatever, and but it happens everywhere, um, unfortunately, when, where there's people. But um, in terms of my, where I was, um, trying to think, we'd have a medical medical emergencies. One time we had a, a, a retirement village on board, and we had eleven medical medical eleven medical emergencies in one cruise. I'll never forget. It was just diverting, diverting, diverting. So we'd have to divert. To the whatever the nearest, I mean, to, off the coast of Cuba at one point. Are you saying seven separate, 11, 11, 11 separate, separate medical diversions in one cruise? Yeah, yeah, I'm not kidding. Um, so nobody basically got to go where they were planning. Well, where we, we'd, we'd go, though, like, yeah, middle of the night, you'd go, you'd peel off, because the Caribbean's quite dense. You'd peel off to the Car to Cuba and offload someone and they'd get flown back to Miami or, or whatever. Um, but back in those days, Cuba would have still been embargoed, yeah? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they, you they just get an well, understanding. You get, you get flown out and that's it. But oh, actually, my appendix, I lost my appendix in Belize. I got appendicitis. And um, I found out that if it had been a day earlier, if I'd got it a day earlier, I wouldn't have been signed off in Belize. I would have been signed off in Cuba and Learjetted back to Miami which I was terribly disappointed about. I thought that would have been great. That would have made the whole experience That would have been brilliant. Well. So and instead I had it, had it all done in Belize. And unfortunately they use laparoscopic surgery in those days in Belize. I don't know whether they do now, but... I don't so know got, what that is. Like, I've got a nice scar. Let's just say a nice little scar. That's my memory of Belize. You'll always have I a did, scar. I did have some people suggest that my appendix ended up in a tequila bottle. Anything's possible, I guess, in this weird and wacky world. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the podcast That's and talking right. about cruises. I hope it's been interesting. I hope it's, it's not been, been very interesting. Some great stories. Boring everyone with mine. Michael is uh, is very very nervous. So am I? All right, he's not. He's, uh, he's absolutely no, relaxed about the thought about the Capital City Challenge. Oh, that. Oh, yes. This is how we like to end the podcast. Oh, I'll be hopeless at this. So uh, two thirty second rounds. Right. I'm going to be crap at this. I'll, t I'll tell you now that sort of eight mm. is probably a reasonably good score. I'll probably score. get two. Um, initially, the first 30 seconds, I will be listing a capital city. Right. You just have to tell me the country. Okay. And second round, it's the opposite. I'll, okay. uh, I'll ask you the country. You've got to tell me the capital city. Right. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Not really, but... Okay. It's going to be terribly embarrassing, yeah. No worries. Well, look, I... Uh, I'll let, I'll let you know in a secret. I always start off gentle. Okay. So All right. There'll be some, some reasonable... They cruise as well. <laughs> when are you ready? <laughs> uh, okay. Guatemala City. Guatemala. Um, Malé. Oh, I know it. That's you, a, you can pass. It's tip my tongue. Pass. That's uh, the Maldives. Yes. Um, a Paris. 
Oh, France. <laughs> you are being gentle. Madrid. Spain. Reykjavik. Iceland. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that it? There you go, you got four. You're yes. halfway there. Okay. You're halfway there. I'm going to flip to a new... You've got four. I'll flip to a new page. I apologise to listeners, but I think I am slowly losing my eyesight because it's very hard for me to read this. Um, but nevertheless, we will press on. Are you ready for ready, round two? Ready to go. Okay, so I'm going to... Country, and I'll... Okay. Bahamas. Bahamas. Uh, NASA. Very good. India. Uh, I'm going to offend people for not knowing. Um, 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 Delhi? Yes. Um, Fiji. Uh, again, it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember it. Suva. That's right. Um, Iran. Uh, Tehran. Very good. Singapore. You should hear the drummer. No, I don't know. <laughs> Singapore. Singapore. Singapore, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I can't count that one. Oh, I shouldn't have made that joke. I lost time. You got seven. That's not bad. That's not I would bad. Have got, I would have got eight if I'd I, not made a joke. I, I can promise you that there are people who have got less than seven. Uh, I know I know that there's a couple oh, of fives right. and a couple of sixes. That's right. You mentioned that. Okay. I, I knew NASA because we went there. That was, that was, that that's was one, why I chose that one. That was one of the places. I thought, I thought, hey. Dangerous port. Is it? From what I've heard. The yeah. Bahamas. NASA. I, yeah, I, yeah, Bahamas didn't do much for me. Really? Man, it didn't do much for me. It was kind of, I was kind of like, oh, cool, this is where Thunderball's set. Um, and beyond that, I was like, yeah, okay. Just didn't, didn't, didn't really float my boat. We went to Nassau and... Um, Did you get down to Jamaica or you didn't get quite to the Southern Caribbean? Didn't get, I didn't get to Jamaica, no. Or um, Guiana. No, but... These um, places. Yeah, the Bahamas just didn't, didn't, didn't really do it for me. Well, sometimes you just, yeah, you just know, don't you? You just this is a, a feeling. There's a vibe to the thing. It's a vibe. Yeah. Michael Devron, thank you so much for joining the World Journeys podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, next week, I uh, have a, a podcast that I recorded actually last year uh, with uh, a friend of mine, Susie Carasas Castillo. She's from Peru. Uh, and we're talking about Australian citizenship. Um, it was to be the next episode in, in last year's series, um, but things happened and that series sort of stopped at 10 episodes so um anyway it's going to be part of this year's series um so do come back next week on a saturday uh for the podcast and you'll find me talking to Susie. thank you again mr michael davron thank you and uh goodbye and may the journey never end <laughs>